0: Hello, readers of Every Word, and welcome to Everywhere 365. I'm your host, Christina Munoz Madsen. Today we are reading 1 John. 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John have, from earliest times, been attributed to the Apostle John, who also wrote the Gospel of John. The content, style, and vocabulary seem to warrant the conclusion that these three epistles were addressed to the same readers as the Gospel of John. The book of 1st John was likely written between AD 85 and 95. The book of 1 John seems to be a summary that assumes the reader's knowledge of the gospel as written by John and offers certainty for their faith in Christ. The first letter indicates that the readers were confronted with the error of Gnosticism, which became a more serious problem in the second century. False spiritual teachers were a big problem in the early church. Because there was not a complete New Testament that believers could refer to, many churches fell prey to pretenders who taught their own ideas and advanced themselves as leaders. John wrote this letter to set the record straight on some important issues, particularly concerning the identity of Jesus Christ. Because John's letter was about the basics of faith in Christ, it helped his readers reflect honestly on their faith. It helped them answer the question, are we true believers? John told them that they could tell by looking at their actions. If they loved one another, that was evidence of God's presence in their lives. But if they bickered and fought all the time or were selfish and did not look out for one another, they were betraying that they in fact did not know God. That did not mean they had to be perfect. In fact, John also recognized that believing involved admitting our sins and seeking God's forgiveness depending on God for cleansing from guilt along with admitting our wrongs against others and making amends was another important part of getting to know God. As for the practice, Application The book of first John is a book of love and joy. It explains the fellowship we have with others and with Jesus Christ. It differentiates between happiness, which is temporary and fleeting, and true joy, which first John tells us how to achieve. If we take the words written by John and apply them to our daily lives, the true love, commitment, fellowship, and joy we long for will be ours. The Apostle John knew Christ well. He is telling us that we can all have that close, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. We have the witness of men who had direct and personal contact with Him. The Gospel writers present their solidly based testimony on a historical reality. Now, How does that apply to our lives? It explains to us that Jesus came here as the Son of God to create a union with us based on His grace, mercy, love, and acceptance. So many times people think Jesus is off in some faraway place and that He doesn't really concern Himself with our daily struggles, issues and concerns, but John is telling us that Jesus is right here with us in both the simple, mundane parts of our lives and in the complex, soul-wrenching parts as well. John testifies as a witness of his personal experiences that God became flesh and lived among men. That means Christ came here to live with us and He still lives with us. As he walked the earth alongside John, so does he walk through each and every day with us. We need to apply this truth to our lives and live as if Jesus were standing right next to us every second of the day. If we put this truth into practice, Christ will be holiness to our lives. I heard it once said, God is here, Jesus is here, he's my buddy. In 1 John 1-9, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Take note that this is conditional and there is something we must do, that being confess our sins. In 3-6, no one who lives in Him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen Him or known Him. Again, this takes away the notion that if God forgives all sins, we can just keep sinning all through life and be fine in the end. Nope, not the case. 1 John 4, 4, You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them, because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Another reminder of the world we live in and who is orchestrating the messiness. That would be Satan. 5, 13 through 15, I have written this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know you have eternal life. And we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. And since we know He hears us when we make our requests, we also know that He will give us what we ask for. I love that this doesn't say God will give you whatever you want. There is a qualifier about if it pleases Him. That's another book of the New Testament wrapped up. And I'm including a link to the Bible Project overview video on all three John letters. Tomorrow is another super short book, Second John. Happy reading.